Um, I suppose the first question is what delegitimizes uh, former President F.W. de Klerk for, from taking part of this, especially if we are saying this is an inclusive dialogue, so there are no racial boundaries. Thank you very much, uh, Well, um, it is not the rejection of races that we are against. It is the rejection of the individual called the Klerk who presided over a murderous regime in the worst time in South Africa, and remained unrepentant. Um, and the um, clerk cannot be part of painting our future. He will never be an elder of our democratic dispensation. He is not an elder. He should be hiding in shame for his role between 1990 and 1994, which he has not fully been held accountable for. So his inclusion adulterates a genuine dialogue poses this dialogue as if it is the same Codessa that has caused the type of problems that we are facing today. So you're saying he should basically hide his shame and not take part in this contribution. You don't think that there's been any growth on his part or any uh, remorse, as you put it, that would uh, allow him to take part in this no, no. Um, you see, Tepito, there hasn't been. The Tlek has never been held accountable about his role, about some of the deaths that he presided over. Particularly if you look at his testimony at, uh, in the TRC about Flak Blast. He's an unrepentant mass murderer. So why should he be included in a conversation about a future that he's not going to be part of, first of all, but about also a present that he has made difficult in relation to being hardcore in the, uh, uh, about denying things like the land to be distributed without compensation, nationalization, and above all, presiding over murder. He cannot, and as the people who will be here in the next 50 years, we reject the clerk and we reject any dialogue that includes an unrepentant racist in particular in the form of FWD. But beyond that, you do believe, do you believe, should I rather put it that way, that this is a progressive suggestion? Absolutely. We ac- accept, and uh, under the leadership uh, of Halema, Mutlante, of Tabumbegi, and many other people who have crafted a human rights-based democracy, that uh, we, they, we can gather indeed around them, and have a conversation about the problems that face us. But as we have said again, it cannot be in the ways that reinforce gerontocracy. That is a group of old people without young people just meeting and, uh, you know, speaking over a future that many of them won't be part of. So it has to, it, it has to be a genuine dialogue. But for us, it must be very, very... Uh, open about the economic emancipation programs that are urgent, the center of which is land. So absolutely, we are welcoming to a dialogue, but not one that includes a racist murderer like the Black. Mm. Just finally, what would be your contribution to the talks? It will be the urgency of finding each other on the 
land expropriation without compensation as a starting point for the imagination of a new nation, where all of us are able, as a point of departure, to call this place our home, for the land would have been declared to belong to all of us. That must be the starting point of any genuine dialogue that will reconstruct the present into a different future. Thank you so much for speaking to us, uh, Mbuiseni Ntlozi, EFF National Spokesperson. We're on the line now to political analyst with the Institute for Global Dialogue, Sanushan Naidu. A very good evening to you, Sanushan. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Um, uh, a failed attempt, if you look at uh, Kodesa 2 and what ended up happening, the killings in 1992. Is it um, fair criticism to say, but why do you want to revive something that didn't really amount to much? Some have even said that the negotiations which came out of some of the initial talks of Kadesa have led us to a largely untransformed society which they see us as. Good evening, uh, and, and thanks for having me. I think you know, you've raised some very important points about the actual outcome of Kadesa 2 and perhaps where we see ourselves um, from there onwards in terms of the current uh, political landscape and the issues that are basically governing and, 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 and emerging around uh, the consolidation of democracy, but rather more importantly around the transformation agenda. And so there's been mixed reaction to Kadesa, to, to the Kadesa process. Uh, and the actual d- dialogue process that, that emerged out of uh, the, the whole uh, pro- uh, 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 negotiations that, that informed the transition. And I think what uh, the spokes, uh, what the EFF uh, member had said and what, uh, what other so-called uh, commentators were saying is that what do we take out of that process and what is it that can actually provide some kind of roadmap for us now? And I think to a large extent you're going to have very mixed reactions to that. People are going to see that perhaps the real, the real importance of Kudessa was to actually talk about an economic transformation and that economic transformation agenda has now led us into, this, into another set of dialogues around whether or not we've transformed very critical areas of the economy, one of them being the question around land. But there's different reactions to the whole issue of land. You can see very, it's a very emotive and very, uh, a, a, a very uh, 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 strongly uh, response that you see coming out of different reactions to that. And one of the things I picked up today at that national dialogue that was being hosted uh, in Park Town was the question around the emotional issues around transformation. And I think that these are some of the questions that when we had Kudesa 1 and Kudesa 2, I think we assumed that we are going to deal with these issues uh, through the TRC. And we've had different uh, uh, outcomes from the TRC. We see some of the issues around the TRC that have been unresolved, particularly around people still wanting to know what happened to their loved ones during Mm. the anti-apartheid struggle and during the whole uh, issue around uh, the mass murders and, and of course black class came up as well. So Sanusha, so on that issue then allow me to interrupt you and ask this question. Sure. The fact that you have uh, former President Tabo Mbegi and former President FW de Klerk, who themselves were part of uh, South Africa's inaugural uh, democratic uh, administration but also part of those Kadesa talks. Does that bring with it baggage or does it bring with it very important institutional uh, insight into what went wrong? Well, I think 
think it's important to have that institutional insight in order to to, for, for, for these individuals to say, well, here is perhaps where we should have been much more proactive, where we need to actually identify some of what, some of the issues where we, where we should have actually pursued and we did not pursue. But it's a very delicate thing to do so, because what's important to bear in mind is that at the time in which Cadesso 1 and Cadesso 2 were taking place, you know, there was this need to try and, and, and show a united front. There was a need to show that we could actually uh, be... Uh, 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 a country that could negotiate a political transition. And the TRC was critical to the way in which we wanted to actually talk about institutional memory and talk about uh, the whole question of reconciliation. I think when we look at these things now, I think people are feeling frustrated, frustrated around whether or not these are the individuals that should be still talking about it or whether we need a kind of revival of something which, which brings about some level of social cohesion around some of the core issues. And so whilst they're recognizing the value of this national dialogue of these, uh, hosted by these foundations today, I think at the same time the question is, what's going to be different that's going to actually bring about that cohesiveness? Thank you so much. Sanusha Naidu is a political analyst at the Institute for Global Dialogue.